Welcome to Geminit, a podcast about knitting, spinning, dyeing, and other crafts in mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. We're recording on March 26th of 2023, and this episode is about festivals and conferences. So hi, Tamara. How are you doing today? I am okay. I'm not sure I've had enough coffee yet today. How about you? (laughs) I have my (laughs) cup of coffee right here. So it is uh, a little bit early in the morning, but it's a good time to record. So what are you working on? I am working on all the things. Um, I'm only going to talk about a handful of them on this, but the one I've got on my lap right this instant Mm -hmm. is a new top-down. I'm holding it up. I'm not sure if you can see. It's a new top-down poncho, and it's out of Malabriga Rios in the color Jupiter, which is a deep red with some pinks and even some browns in it. And it's using the same cable that I have on my Amelia sweater that I wore not too long ago. You know, I'm still wearing the sweaters and Mm -hmm. taking pictures of them for Instagram. Yeah. So it's that same cable and I'm, I'm loving it. Okay. Yeah. It's a, when you hold it up, I can sort of see it, uh, but I know that Jupiter color wit's very pretty. Yeah. I'm doing it on size seven needles, which means it's going pretty fast. And even though, you know, a poncho goes around your body and your arms, and then I like to have it enough room to give it a little bit of swing and the cable eats up a little bit of space. Mm -hmm. It's 260 stitches at this point. It's grown to as big around as it's going to get. And now I'm just moving down the body and Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. going pretty fast. What about you? I am working on that St. Catherine's, um, sweater by Kate Davies, the one out of Linen Yarn. And actually what I'm doing is I am winding yarn because I picked it up to knit and I had no yarn to knit. So I'm winding yarn. Hopefully I will get to knit on it while we record. That'd be good. Um, I did bring other stuff to show you. So uh-huh. uh, I have other current projects. I'm, I'm not kidding. I went through a period where I just decided I was going to cast on all of the things. Uh-huh. So I've also got a new top-down tee going, and I'm going to hold that one up for you. You can see it's got the... Yeah, it's the same gray that I used for the hats, and then it's the same neon stripes that... Or rainbow stripes that I used for the hat. And I was pretty careful to place them because I didn't want to put them right where the girls would look weird. Mm -hmm. And I think it works really well right under the underarm where you normally cast on the center, the body um, underarm stitches and join in the round for a top down to your sweater. And I was careful to weigh the different, there's six different colors in my rainbow. And I was careful to weigh each one before and after starting the stripes of them. Mm -hmm. So I know about how much yardage everybody needs for those. Or I know how much yardage you need for the specific size that I'm knitting the sample in, and then I'll have to extrapolate from there. But it's just 10 yards of each color. So you could Mm -hmm. really use scrap yarns for this as long as you know the colors play well together. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a fingering weight sweater. So I'm doing that on the size one and a half needle. And it is 280 stitches around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working down the body. I'm to the waist shaping. And then here before too long, I'll start the hip shaping. And mm-hmm. that one doesn't seem to be going nearly as fast, even though it's almost the same number of stitches around. Yep. And then I also have a hat. A friend of mine made it to the Kansas City area a while back and I met her and she brought some yarn from sheep she has in her own. They've got a small farm in upstate New York and it's a mix of her merino and Icelandic wool. And then she took it to the mill and the mill 
kind of looked through what she had and suggested she put some bamboo in it to uh-huh. even it all out. And so that's what the mix is. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this. So I'm going to just go ahead and say, I'm making her a hot chocolate hat out of the yarn she gave me. And then I'll still have enough left to do other stuff for me. So uh-huh. that's on the needles. And then you talked me into a pair of socks out of that six ply Regia yarn that you mentioned a while back. Mm-hmm. I found a, a colorway from Arn and Carlos that is kind of a whole bunch of different reds and it's got some browns and a pop of blue in it every so often. I have one sock already finished and another sock already to the, I'm just turned the heel and it's going really fast. I counted how many stitches I needed to do it around. I'm doing those on a size three needle and I only need 48 stitches. So Mm -hmm. those are so, so, so fast. So fast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I have uh, other things that I'm working on too. I've been doing so much hand spinning recently. Uh, I am borrowing a spinning wheel with a woolly winder on it, a woolly winder flyer if with the option to buy. I'm testing it out. And what the woolly winder does is it uh, winds the yarn onto the bobbin as you spin in a back and forth motion. So it feeds, fills the bobbin completely evenly, unlike of when we do it manually, moving it from hook to hook. This is some of the yarn I've spun. It's all tweedy, tweedy goodness. Mm. It's a natural colored wool with little tweed flecks that are all of the uh, turquoise and magenta and lime green and uh, sort of a yellow ochre. And it all is tweedy together. It's so soft. And I want to knit this maybe into a bandana cowl before the next event. And speaking of next event, I'll be going to ply away. So I want to wear a hand spun something. So I'm making a shawl with sleeves or a uh, cuffs, or maybe it's a cape with cuffs. I'm going to hold it up. It is out of hand spun glitter purple it's like a purple disco ball (laughs) i don't know if the zoom will show the sparkles yeah i can't i can't see the sparkles but that's a really nice purple Yeah. yeah yeah so very sparkly it is so sparkly i don't know if i'm going to feel comfortable actually wearing it out in public <laughs> so... no, you should definitely do it it's all good <laughs> i am going to do it but it's it is allowed i love spinning it the sparkles made it fun to spin and i love knitting it because the sparkles made it fun to knit but now that i'm actually almost finished or actually maybe three-fourths of the way through i was like whoo that's that is this is like evening wear so wearing it during the day is um it's going to be challenging i think but nope do it loud and proud (laughs) that is exactly what it's going to be loud and proud i made it up as i went it has lace on the bottom and the beads in the cast off and i'll try to get photos up because um it is hard to describe and i don't know what i think of the shape yet but um i think it was really fun making it up as some of it as I went, some of it I planned out, but I am hoping that the cuffs keep the shawl on and make it easier to wear. Yeah, I can't really imagine. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Yeah. I got the idea of the shape from some patterns that are out there already, but I did not use any pattern. I just, um, just had some very minor inspiration from some swanchos 
ponchos, Uh sweater combinations. So I put it onto sort of like a crescent shawl. Okay, I think that is it for this, and that ties right into the theme of our show, which is attending festivals and conventions. And uh, Tamara, I'm going to let you do your segment first. Okay. Most of what I'm going to say here, I actually wrote a short piece for Interweave Knits Fall 2021. And I went back and read it, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with most of that. So most of what I say is was in that piece. First off, before you go, check out the festival website and schedule and make sure of notes of any vendors you don't want to miss because there really are yarn fumes when you get to a place like that. And you can completely forget what your goal was before you got there. So make a list, do it on your phone, do it in a little notebook, whatever works for you. And that way you won't get to the end three days later and think, oh, man, I forgot to do this thing that I really wanted to do. Um, Also check in online and see if you can figure out if any people you know um, in real life or online are going to be there because it might be a perfect way, low stress way to meet up with people and actually meet them in person. So there's that. And then when you're thinking about what to wear, I always wear comfortable shoes. I always find shoes that have good support and I, cause I maybe I'm going to be walking for hours or up talking to people or, and so comfortable shoes are a must for me. And then wear something you made if you can, or bring something that you made if you can't wear it so that you can show people. Um, and always, I always try to pack a bag with the things I think I might need, like a water bottle and a snack and some money and hand sanitizer and phone, maybe even a phone charger if I know I'm going to be away from a hotel room for a really long time. You know, if it's an outdoor festival, that won't really be helpful. But if it's an indoor one, you might have a chance when you sit down to knit or sit down to talk to people to actually plug in your phone so that you'll still have it for the maps on your way back to your hotel or whatever you might need it for. Um, and then I always take a small notebook and a pen just in case to take notes or sketch design ideas or write down things that I don't want to try to take the time to punch into my phone with. I don't really like typing on my phone. So I always take a notebook and pen. And then, um, I always know I'm going to need some downtime. So I always bring a project to work on and sometimes I'll bring more than one. And I can just leave them in the car or or the hotel room if I don't want to be carrying them around all day. Because, you know, most of the time I'll have a project that has a whole bunch of cables on it. And that'll be fine if I'm someplace where I'm not trying to have a conversation. But I probably also want something simple to work on just in case I do get in the middle of a conversation and I can still be knitting. So I have so it feels like a break or a rest. Um, And then this is the hard one for me because I am an introvert, but I'm trying to work on it. So once you get there, actually participate in stuff like watch the demonstrations, take a class if you can, especially take free classes if you're trying not to spend extra money. If they have events, fun things like sheepdog exhibitions or walking a llama or people doing a drop spindle and you've never tried that kind before, just try to participate, try to um, talk to people. If there's informal gatherings set up like stitch marker exchanges, or if you know a podcaster you listen to is going to be there, um, just try to find people and, and try to talk to the people around you because you already know that the people at an event like this are passionate about something you love and you already have that in common. Even though it feels hard, it's a, if you can do it, do it. 
And I think that's all I had for... Yeah, that is uh, really good. I am going to throw in just a little something else. If you're going to one that is uh, multiple days, and so you'll be sleeping over, if you happen to have sheet pajamas, dressing in sheet pajamas is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be, there. everybody is in their sheet pajamas. So My section is... I know there's a lot of uh, uh, social anxiety about going to these. You're like, I don't know anybody. And I just want to be reassuring that some of these events, I actually prefer to go alone. If I'm going to a fiber festival with the whole goal of shopping and only going to the vendor floor and going to exhibits and things like that, I do enjoy that with a group of people. Because the shopping, no matter how slowly and carefully I look at everything, I am done shopping within an hour. And since these are usually a drive, it's uh, I don't want to spend an hour and then turn around and go home. And that is perfect for a group setting. You can have several people in the car with you, and it just makes the whole day a lot of fun uh, to go out with your friends. I mean, you can still go alone too, but that's that's a perfect setting to reach out to people you know and set up a road trip. However, when it comes to the multi-day festivals, I love going to those alone. I said festivals, but I meant multi-day conventions, the ones that are class-based. I really, really enjoy going to those to alone. And the reason why is because if I am by myself, then I have to invite myself to sit with other people uh, at the meals. And in a class situation, um, by being a single person, there's you don't have to reach out and talk to other people, but then you have this shared experience together. And then you can invite yourself along to eat the meals with the other people. And it makes me get out and actually talk to other people that I don't know. And um, I can join, like I've eaten meals with the teachers, which I would not have felt comfortable doing with a group of friends because they maybe didn't have that class with that teacher. Also by going alone, I don't have to worry about if the person that is with me is feeling left out or having a good time. And because that sort of, I get the vibe, whether it's the right vibe or not, I get the vibe from them and then that gives me a stress. So when I go by myself, I can, um, I don't have that extra anxiety on me. And people travel to these events and I will be seeing people that I only see every three years. And that gives me the ability to run up to them and say hi and talk. And uh, again, not worry about the um, other people. So don't, if you don't have friends to go with, don't worry about it. Go anyway. You will meet people. And the more of these that you go to, the more people you will know. And it's sort of like, um, I don't know, it's like this big, beautiful club, and you'll start seeing the same people over and over again, year in and year out. It's like summer camp. That is what it's like. It's like a really <laughs> awesome, better than summer camp, summer camp. I love them. And this year, they are back in full force. I have found um, quite a few links to them. Uh, Tamara, do you feel like putting them on the show notes, or does it seem like it's going to be too much work? 
No, I can put them on. I don't know if a lot of times when I do the show notes for I'll I'll type out the, the whatever it is and then mm-hmm. I'll add the link to open in another page. I may not do that. Depend. I haven't looked at your list. You're making it, it is... sound really long. <laughs> I would agree <laughs> so with that. So I may that. instead just copy and paste and people can can sift through that. But I will definitely add them. I agree with that. It is 16 long. I put everything I found for the spring. Some things are already passed, but we're going to still put them in the show notes so that you know that they exist for next year. And then I did a few things for the summer and fall. But once I was getting so many, I was like, let's just stick with um, um, up through the end of July. And then anything after that, I only put in my favorites. I didn't put in all of them because this fall is even busier than this spring. It's wonderful that all of these events are coming back. And I am quite excited that I'm going to be attending a few of them this year. I think I'll be going to four this year. So very exciting. That's cool. Which ones are you going to? I've already gone to... Fiber in the Ozarks down in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. That was fantastic. That one I went with a group of friends and it, that was wonderful because it was a three and a half hour drive. And um, so we had a fun road trip, got up at five o'clock in the morning. Good time. Uh, 35 vendors, uh, well curated, nicely run. Uh, then it's going to be uh, Ply Away. Oh, nope. Next is Mopaca, which is an alpaca show here in uh, Kansas City, and that is going to, I'm going to be demonstrating at it. And then Ply Away, which is the perfect combination. I'll have friends in some classes and many classes I'm taking alone, so that is working out great. Then Fiber U in Missouri in July, and then maybe, maybe um, Wisconsin in the fall, or um, Fiber Christmas in Oklahoma in July. I don't know. I just know there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. So what's I'm excited about Wisconsin in the fall. I want to hear more about that, but I'm sure we're not ready to talk about it right now. Um, <laughs> there's one in Wisconsin, and I was wondering, how big of an area did you search in? Are you looking mainly just the Midwest, or were you looking all over? Just the Midwest. I I put only in, in the spring. I put in um, my circle is really a three hour drive for things that have uh, vendors that are thirty and less. And then if the th- vendors are greater than thirty, I'll maybe drive six hours, maybe. So um, this circle is all within. Six hours of Kansas City, except for the things you pointed out to me, because you were going from Manhattan, Kansas, so your circle is different. So I did put in Colorado, which is more than six hours away from Kansas City. Isn't Wisconsin more than six hours or not? No. It's, well, okay. It might be seven with traffic, but no. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yep. I want to hear more about that. And I saw your pictures of going to Eureka Springs. I want to tag along with that group next year. If, if you guys go again, I'm, I'm inviting myself. Up, okay. <laughs> you, you are welcome. And I have more things to say to you, I think outside the podcast, cause I think it'll get boring. Uh, but I saw some things on these. I think you should totally go to if you can, it's just a little bit too far for me, so I think I'm going to step out on it. But um, if you could get a road trip going 
by yourself. Yeah, I have I have ideas for you. Yes. Okay. So yeah, anyway, that's cool. um, my 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 distance is much further. Like I'm all, I'm okay driving seven, eight, maybe even ten hours to something. I did that to go to the fiber trails of the uh, Rio mm-hmm. Grande, the Upper Rio Grande, and it was absolutely worth it. It was terrifying going because it was a small group. We were going to be in the middle of nowhere. And I knew no people and I went on my own. So like on the drive there, I kept thinking to myself, if they're all creepers, I'll just turn around and leave. Like (laughs) it'll be okay. (laughs) And of course they weren't. It was a great group of people, but it was terrifying on the way there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My driving extends out much farther for a multi-day event. If I'm going to be out there five days, I'll drive much farther. But uh, my multi, my five-day event this year is Ply Away here in Kansas City. So because of that, my other events are going to be smaller, which means I'll have, uh, I have a less of a drive time. I'll drive three, three and a half hours for a day trip. Yeah. Uh, my schedule is a bit different this year uh, than it has been in the past because I have older kids. So one's in college and a lot of time, if I can take time off work, um, I'll go that direction. And then I, having a job makes it different because you mm-hmm. can't just take off four days without, you know, handling your responsibilities and figuring out stuff. And right. Exactly. So, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of uh, podcast announcements. Join the Geminet Podcast group on Ravelry and follow us on Instagram at Geminet Podcast and definitely go to the show notes. They're always great. This time we'll have all the links for the fiber events and that is at GeminetPodcast.com. Tamara, do you want to list your um, Instagram handles and websites? Sure. I'll just do it real quick. Like um, I have one that's me, Tamara Moots, and I'm mostly that's knitting and hiking and life. And then I have another one that's my Etsy shop, Tallgrass Knitting. Okay. That's entertainment. All right, Tamara, you can start this. Okay. I actually have been reading lots of things. I'm only going to talk about two of them here, but um, because I've been reading lots of things, my second one, uh, I actually got retaken back by the library because I read them all on my phone and mm-hmm. my uh, due date came and went and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wasn't done with that. So possibly I should cut down on how many books I'm reading at once, but that's where I'm at right now. So I read and finished Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson and I really, really liked this book. It was a little bit hard to get into and it wasn't all rainbows, but it resonated with me. The story really has stuck with me. I loved it. And it's a, it starts out with a brother and a sister. The mom has just passed away and she left them a series of audio recordings to listen to with the lawyer to explain things that she didn't explain to them while she was alive. And she also left them a serving or bigger than a serving of black cake in the freezer for them to take out and eat together when the time is right. And she says she'll know when the, they'll know when the time is right. And it was great. It was, you know, the Caribbean islands and moving to England at one point and then family in California. And it was bringing all of those pieces together. And I'd love to try black cake. I didn't even know what it was before I read the book. I went and looked it up. It's, um, I mean, they talk about it a lot in the book. In fact, mm-hmm. you could almost make it from the book. It was really good. It's this cake that you soak dried fruit in rum and red wine, and sometimes for years. Like, they talk about having a jar of them in 
I'm sure it's not the same fruit, but almost always having a jar of them kind of in the back of the cabinet soaking. So the next time it's time to make the cake, it's ready. And then I, I looked up the recipe. The rest of it is really just normal cake, you know, flour, sugar, butter, and then spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice. It sounds really good. So it's some, if I ever get a chance, I definitely want to try some. Anyways, that was Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson, and I loved it. Um, and I did get a chance to finish that one. So that's good. And then the next one is, I was reading Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And um, this is astrophysics stuck in small bite-sized chapters. So like you really can read a chapter over a handful of minutes and then put it down and then pick it up again later. Which is maybe why I was reading lots of books at once, because a chapter of this at a time was plenty, and then I moved on to something else. But here's what I learned in this book. Um, I actually have learned things about gravity. There was a chapter on gravity, and there was a chapter on light at the beginning of everything, and the electrons and neutrons bumping into each other, causing the light. And there was a chapter on dark matter. I actually learned stuff in all of those chapters, so it's cool and um, approachable. Mm -hmm. But here's what else I learned. The chapter on Big Bang Theory, which is the first chapter of the book, like I'm many multiple pages into it. And he says, one trillionth of a second has passed. And I'm like, oh, my God, just kill me now. And then like multiple pages further into it, we're at one millionth of a second. I'm not sure we ever made it the whole chapter past a few seconds. Like, oh, my God, do not care. So that's what I learned. <laughs> All right. And mine is cooking related. I was given a Kosera ceramic knife, a Japanese ceramic knife for Christmas, and I love it so much. It is, um, first off, a ceramic knife. Um, when the idea was floated by me to see if I wanted it or not, I was like, sure, whatever. But it is so sharp and so lightweight and so easy to wash after just by running it underneath of the water and the food just falls off. And it is making chopping vegetables a dream. Um, I've been using it for four months now, and I just had to, I'm still raving about it. I love it so much. Okay, cool. Okay. So that is everything we have for today. Thank you for listening. Bye now. Bye-bye.